artist and we rank it all from worst to first and y'all 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 i don't know how we've been doing it but we've been doing it for season five this is our 60th artist that we have done a podcast episode on it's insane i don't know how we do it every single year but goddamn we do it and this is the thing is like we wanted to celebrate in the biggest way possible so initially when we were talking about doing this artist we were like oh my god let's do it but here's the thing spoiler alert Run the Jewels is who we're going to be doing, but here's the thing. We love Killer Mike, we love LP, the duo that comprises this rap greatness, and ultimately, there is the kind of the thing, they have four albums, we traditionally only do five albums in our ranking, and R.A.P. Music by Killer Mike is a album produced by LP, it's kind of the unofficial first Run the Jewels. How do we How do we figure it out, and we figure, you know what, we're going to blow the whole format up. We're going to have three little mini episodes, where we're going to do three mini discographies at once, because we're crazy like that, and we're excited, and we love them so much. We're crazy for this one. We're crazy. Crazy for this one, Rick. Uh, L. Uh, but most importantly, let's go ahead and let's just start doing the goddamn thing. Because first up on the bat, that's right, it is the one. It is the only. It is the artist who, if you take a drink or a smoke, anytime he says, rhyme time, rap gang, bang, 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 in his discography, you'll be fucking wasted. That's right, we're talking about Killer Mike. Uh, Mike Bigger, if you're nasty. Uh, and Killer Mike grew up in Atlanta. He got to start very early with an Outcast feature on Stankonia, the iconic album. Also, uh, Chartographer's Artist, we talked about them in Season 3. Uh, and also, from there, he went ahead and grew into, actually, a seismic force on his own. Well, he had a deep connection with Outcast and Big Boy and the Purple Ribbon All-Stars. He also wanted to form his own group in Atlanta, which, of course, is Grind Time, Rap Gang, Bang, Bang, Bang. But also, he very gradually never really had a commercial hit on it, like a massive scale, even after his 2011 album album Pledge, and so ultimately then when he was put together with LP uh, to uh, go ahead and create basically what he described as his own Ice Cube album, uh, essentially it turned into an event by itself, and that ultimately led the formation of Run the Jewels, but we want to talk about Killer Mike's discography from scratch. I am so fucking excited. And in order to review and rank all of this stuff, we need to get a bunch of incredible people together, and guess what we have? First off, there's me doing it. I'm Evan Saudi, verified on Twitter. I'm not going to shut up about that. I'm sorry. I don't <sighs> give a fuck. Uh... <laughs> That's how you know this shit is official. Uh, and most importantly, uh, you've heard me. If you know anything about this podcast, you know I love this podcast. If you know anything else, you know the per- I love the person sitting next to me, the co-creator of the podcast, and most importantly, the big boy to my killer mic. That's right. Hi. The one, the only, Taryn O'Reilly. I'm the big boy, but not the LP. We're getting, th- th- I have to save some for when we do the actual okay, episode okay, for okay, the okay, okay, okay. <laughs> We'll get we'll get there. We'll okay. get there. Oh, you're right. Okay. Run you're right. No, we go way back. Yeah. yeah no, I exactly. feel it. All right. Okay. Terrence! Hi! <laughs> <laughs> Great season finale interview. I, how excited are you to dig into Killer Mike? I am very, very excited because I did not really know any of these songs. Like, really none of them. So this was this was one of those episodes for me where I was going in totally blind, and I absolutely love so much of what I discovered this these past couple weeks. Because uh, it was a couple weeks. This is a lot of freaking music we're talking about mm-hmm. this time out. But yeah, I am, I am very, very excited. He, from the moment I heard him on a Run the Jewels track, I knew that he was 
probably one of the best MCs doing it. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you're excited about this, but you know who is even more excited about this? Our special guest, our season finale guest. That's right. She is an actress. She is a singer. She is a philanthropist. You can find her on all the socials at ham underscore Sam underscore witch. W-I-T-C-H. That's right. Sam Thomas is here, Studio Sam! How are you doing? I'm so well. Yeah. I'm so well. I'm super excited. You are a hardcore RTJ fan. I am very much big, <laughs> big RTJ fan. Very special. This was like like thinking about ranking all of this in general, especially the RTG album. RTJ albums was like thinking about uh, you know ranking your children. I would put that. A lot, put it it, up you there. know, it's yeah. like it's so hard, but yeah. exciting. Samantha, Clevin, <laughs> it's pretty easy to rank my children. It's pretty I mean, easy. And don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all we're, the name that every woman boy, in an LP song has. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well y'all, we are diving into it today. We're doing the discography of Killer Mike. We're gonna try and keep it a little Mark. bit more concise because we're doing three discographies because we're crazy like that. But the biggest thing about it though is that he has so many mixtapes. He has so many different things that in order to go ahead and pull focus so that we have a concise thing to rank, we're focusing just on the Killer Mike studio albums for this ranking. So many mixtapes we do not have time to talk about as much as I love you at times too, and so much as the other things. We want to talk about his big major label studio debut, which was Monster in 2003. There is his first Grind Time Rap Gang official release, I Pledge Allegiance to the Grind 2006. Then there was the sequel to that, I Pledge Allegiance to the Grind 2 in 2008. There is uh, the a little bit more of modern big budget pledge with a three in there, because they're crazy, from 2011. And then, of course, there is the, uh, the LP collaboration that we previously discussed, R.E.P. Music from 2012. So, y'all, that's five albums. That is five slots and you know what I'm uh, gonna go ahead and kind of take the reins on this one here a little bit That's nice. because typically we always put our guests in the hot seat in order to do all the rankings mm -hmm. and y'all this time I'm gonna go ahead and throw out my number five pick out oh, of five slots controversial yeah alright I know guess it will fuck I'm fuck ready the... to fight I'm ready to fight so <laughs> yeah. it better be the right answer yeah. I don't curse oh yeah I'm ready to fucking fight <laughs> 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 if we're gonna take the laurel of going first, for I, we're all gonna yeah. have we're all gonna have a turn in the hot seat though because we're doing oh, three. Sure. Oh, that's for sure. We're doing three. We are gonna exactly. Have to. Okay. So y'all, I, I needed to go ahead because I needed to get something off my chest, mm. which is y'all. In terms of the five Killer Mike albums, Monster, I Pledge Allegiance to the Grind, One, Two, Pledge Three, and Rap Music, the first Pledge Allegiance to the Grind is a hard double album to get through. It is an yes. hour and 48 <laughs> minutes long. Yes. It's like a Citizen Kane of a Ralph album. Yes. <laughs> but nowhere near as good. It's a journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's uh, and the thing about this record is that I would say you could cut it down to a 12 song. Yeah. Really strong. Song. Yeah. Album. But there's 24 tracks on it. Yeah. It's I wonder why he did that. Well, and the thing is that it, I feel like it's more of he was establishing Grind Time Rap Gang as its own he entity. Was. Because and he had the budget to do 24 songs. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, like, he has a lot of the same producers on a lot of these tracks here, yeah. and it feels more like kind of bloated mixtape than it does like a proper album. Because Monster, that is a 2000s era pop rap record with his own spin and his own flair mm -hmm. and, of course, big name guests. Mm -hmm. And here, Rock D the Legend, who is consistent through his entire discography, shows up along with other great people like Nario, who's every time I see their name, I think Navarro. But uh, <laughs> the thing is that it, I'd say this album 
It's weird because although there are some great fucking songs coming home, Atlanta, I fucking rock that shit. That is a great goddamn opener to this whole thing. The thing is, is that once you start getting into it, there's a lot of like local beefs, like going from the Hot 97 interview to Promise I Will Not Lose, talking about some shit some other rapper said about him on the sh- on going on stage. I, I don't I don't feel as strongly about it. In fact, because of this whole album, there's like a lot more low points than there are high points for me personally. Especially when you get to tracks like Sags and Flags and when they're talking. Which I don't even I feel think... like it starts really strong for me personally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just, like a <laughs> like I, down. I really like the juggernaut. I do too. I was about to say that. I fuck with the juggernaut. Like of this album, sure. of all of this giant album, <laughs> the juggernaut consistently since 2006 has gotten rotation for me. Uh-huh. I would also say H N I C. Yeah. <laughs> that shit slaps so, so yeah. hard. Yeah. Also, coming and, home, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It was. It is good. H N I C is one. I. That's like one where I was like, okay, I need a break from the stuff that I am only kind of enjoying. I need to go play this one again. Like I, I, that song is so strong and all of the rappers on it give really good verses. Mm -hmm. Rock D, SL Jones, Gangsta Pill. Actually, I, I really like pretty much every time Gangsta Pill shows up. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're killing this. That's how I feel about Bun B. Like, oh, oh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, Bun B is iconic. I know, but in general, he's, it's always like, uh, he's featured on so many things, but yeah. people don't feel that way about Bun B. Like, commercially. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's fair. It's like, not commercially. It's like everyone knows who he is, but it's like. He's never had a yeah. on his own. Right, yeah. And I'll also say pay style. Yeah. And similarly, as much as I, I do think that there are, multiple songs especially on the back half where i'm like okay mm. this is is this a mic album or not mm. oh yeah all of these guest rap but, it, but it's about it's about repping but like pay styles they all bring it on that one yeah. even the ones that i don't necessarily enjoy their flow as much yeah like they bring it on that song yeah and, and mike also he does some interesting things too when he talks about goes on a kind of a tangent about bitches and how he's not necessarily referring to you know only as bitches if you know a bitch you know like and it's just, it, it's a very i will say and I'm, I'm a little bit jumbled in my thoughts here, but i will say one of my favorite tracks off this whole thing was you don't want this live talking about a kid that was a and kid then, killed for their sneakers yeah. and everyone showing up at the funeral wearing those uh, sneakers yeah. and I'm like, okay, like there's that was I feel like that was probably closer. If you're gonna do a mixtape that is so clearly Atlanta specific, because especially when you're dealing with your little beefs and rivalries and things yeah. in here, the stories of the things you've seen and the stuff you've dealt with, those resonate me versus some of the other random club like you know gun shit that just yeah. wasn't as compelling a listen lyrically. The music video for that one too, it's, oh, it's very that. a 2006 music video. Uh-huh. Him meaningfully. Rapping in front of a car <clears throat> for a lot of it, but like the, <laughs> the, the, the yeah, that's very ox rap mm-hmm. music video. Sure. But like it's a it's it leans into that especially like I think there's like a like a flash frame I want to say I have I didn't watch it before this. Uh, there's like a flash frame of basically like the aftermath of a shooting, mm-hmm. and it's like into the video and it moves on and it's like oh my. Okay. Wow. Like we're going there because the music video starts like the aughts. Yeah, typical right. hip hop video, and like it's like very Killer Mike, really fast. It's like he's gonna. It's it's a beautiful package, wonderful lyrically, all this stuff you're expecting 
cool, this is a great rap song, great rap video, and it gets hard-hitting emotionally pretty quickly on, like, the B-roll of him not rapping in front yeah. of a car. Right. Yeah. And we will, and also, their videography, both of them independently and also together, is very fascinating. I am so excited to talk about that in our what is going to be an mm-hmm. epic Happy Hour mini so. But most importantly, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, trying to get things moving along, does anyone have any objections to putting pl- uh, Grind 1 at the number 5 slot? Let's bury it. <laughs> it yeah, le- yeah, I think we all agree on that one. Excellent. That is fantastic. Pl- I Pledge Allegiance to the Grind, Volume 1, number 5. Number for Sam, what would you nominate? Ooh, I think it's Mon... No. Yeah, I think it's Monster. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I think it's Monster for me. And walk us through the context into one. So, I think... I think I want to change my mind is what I think. Okay. <laughs> I, I actually do think that it's... This is the one that I flip-flopped on the most, I think, thinking mm-hmm. about recording this podcast. I think it's... I pledge allegiance to the grind, too. Okay. Because... 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 I think um, I look at I pledge allegiance to the grind too with rose tinted glasses sometimes, so I think that's why I said monster at first. Uh-huh. Um, but like that's the year I graduated high school, two thousand eight, <laughs> and like mm-hmm. uh, I have visceral memories of bumping big money, big cars in my Plymouth Voyager in my high school parking lot, and like thinking yeah. in my heart I was driving an Escalade. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I love it. Like, I think that I listen to I Pledge Allegiance to the Grind 2 more than I listen to Monster. Oh. And I t- sort of take more tracks with me in life from that one. But I So you think fuck with Grandma's house? Is I that what you're saying? I fuck with Grandma's house. <laughs> no. I hate that song. I hate that song, too. So I hate it, too. Thank you for that. Why are, um, we, why are we singing this, like... Seaside shanty, <laughs> like lute in a tavern it, melody. I didn't think about that. That totally it's is so what it weird. is. And I think, I think that also, I pledge allegiance to the grind too. Is very much. It's still Killer Mike. He's still very talented, but production wise and everything else in the songs, it doesn't really do things that other people weren't doing in two thousand eight. Exactly. Monster did. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, we've got Screwed and Chopped in here. Mm-hmm. We've got, uh, gospel samples. Mm-hmm. We've got a very Ashanti-esque, super feminine singing of hooks. Well, just mm-hmm. ripping got, off the Ashanti got, foolishness. Yeah, we've, yeah. Got, we've got the, like, full-on, like, I don't even know how to describe this selection of synth sounds, but it's it always makes me think of, like, T.I. I mean, it's yes. t- 2008 rap. There was a very specific sound in the production and I checked, it's not the same producers, but there's there's multiple songs on here where I'm like, ooh, really? That's the yeah. synth you chose? Mm-hmm. And also, like, the background baby voice you're talking about, that meh, 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 sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do it better than I just did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's a normal person singing, but they felt the need to make it sound yeah. six octaves yeah. higher. Right. In the background of the song, it's not like the main I will thing. say, I think that this album is... It's consistent. It's just not strong. It's not exciting. Right. You know I mean? I will, it's not exciting. It's not exactly. different and exciting like the rest of them are. I still love this album, mm. but it's not as strong or well, different. For me, there is like a nice block right in the middle of it of songs that feel they are like Mike upgrading himself. Yeah. And specifically, I'm talking about God of the Building, mm-hmm. Super Clean, Super Hard, Super Clean, Super, super Hard, and Woke Up This clean. Morning. The, all those three hot. right next to each other are actually mm-hmm. a fantastic group of good. songs. And it's one of those things where it feels like when you listen to anything off of Grind One versus this, it's like, oh, you're coming into your own even more now. Like yes. that feels like he's escalating himself, which then makes everything else kind of feel. 
I also really love Can You Buy That? I love that one too! I love Can You Buy I love the intro of that song especially too. Can You Buy Yes. Motherfucker, can you buy that? Buy that? Buy that? Buy that? Like, I still like the intro to Pledge, yeah. too. Do you okay. remember it? Not specifically. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I didn't really enjoy any of okay, the Okay, so like the, the... Oh, I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's... it's If I remember right, this is the one that he's basically like, I'm making this album for all of us collectively to take it through our grind and like let this lift you up. Let this let this album like push you to get Mm -hmm. your fucking bag and kick ass Mm -hmm. and shit like that. It's a fun intro. It's not about him. It's about like we are about to fucking kick ass sort of thing. Yeah, it's I will very say, soapbox in that way. I will say that I kind of, I'm in agreement with you that I think Grind 2 and Monster in tandem, we're oh, talking about them, I yes. think in the right spots personally. Yes. I am of the agreement that I think Grind 2 should be in the number four slot, but also I don't want to take away from Monster as well, because while it is an of the era early 2000s pop rap album, because it's very clearly heading for more commercial territory, mm-hmm. especially with uh, obviously you know, some of the singles, including the absolutely insane single that is Adidas. I uh, love it so much. Which I hate it. I love it! <laughs> I, I liked it less every time I when listened I to pl- it. Well, when I put it on, I never heard it before, and I'm just like, we literally, two episodes ago, two artists ago, we did Ween. And so I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry, are you fucking sampling Ween's <laughs> Roses Are Free in this fucking rap song? It was insanity to me. My mind exploded. I love it because it's Fun. Yeah. I love I when because Killer Mike, it is stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. We totally agree. We you just hate it for the same reason that I, I love it. <laughs> I also I hate I hate Mike's verse at the end where he has the line about like he doesn't want to get AIDS, which is oh, Adidas yeah. missing an, an, well. a D and an A. Yeah. And then he wants to like mess with you like R. Kelly, but not if you're not if it you're under eighteen well. because well. he's not a perv. I'm just yeah. like. Ugh. So, yes, I agree. It does weird. But then you also have action. Yeah, oh, yeah. And reaction is (laughs) awesome. Yes, uh, and there's and there's actually just actually songs I genuinely fuck up. I like Creep Show. I really do. I will, I'm on the fence on Creep Show. I hate Creep Show too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this like, album is very divisive for me. I don't uh, hate it, but I do skip it a lot when okay. I listen to Monster. I will say that. Yeah. What are your favorite songs off of this? I think Rap is Dead. I like to. I'm killing. I was about to say Rap Mike. is Dead. I'm killing Mike. <laughs> I I love Reaction. I think it's a really strong outro. Um, also, we can get more into this on the minisode, but like Reaction is also special because I didn't know who the hell Killer Mike was until he was on Bone Crusher's Never Scared, and here we have Bone Crusher. Mike, T.I., Bun B, back together. It feels like a reunion mm-hmm. for my origin story of being a Killer Mike stand. <laughs> and so that's like 100% my favorite song on this album. Nice. nice. Yeah. You fuck with Dragon, right? I Yeah, I like Dragon. I think this the sample is gives a very distinct feeling. It's not my favorite song on here, but I do like it a lot. I also mm. I'm 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 good with Blow. My favorite song on here hands down is All For You. Oh yeah. That sample I I've, I've been singing that sample so much that I had to like look up what it's from. And the craziest part is What's it from? 
It's uh, it's from a Parlet song, which is apparently part of the like Parliament Funkadelic umbrella. Oh. It's like this seven minute, and literally the sample is at like a third of the speed, or the original song is at like a third, third of, of the, the speed, speed of the sample. sample. Wow. So it's very interesting because the here obviously it's used. As like joyous a really yeah. j- joyous, yeah, but in the original, it's it's like a full-on ballad. What? Yeah. Now I want to listen to it. Yeah. So I, I, I enjoy these records. I don't have as strong of feelings as I do the remaining ones. Yeah. I personally am fine with Grind 2 at 4 and Monster at 3. But That's, that's just how I had it. That's how you had it? Yeah. Yeah. A Grind 2 and Monster flip-flop for me literally on a daily basis thinking about this. So yeah, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> that's great. That. Well, hey, listen, we're doing exactly what we set out to do, which means we have two albums left. We means uh, Grind 1 at 5, now Grind 2 at 4. We got Monster at 3. So that means we have Pledge and Rap Music left. There is a right and wrong answer to it. There is. <laughs> yeah. I'd say, honestly, let's just talk about them before we rank them. If that's okay. Cool. Yeah. Pledge 3. Holy shit. I mean, I feel like... What a fucking what a step fucking up. Yeah. step up. Oh Production, my god. Lyrics. So glorious. Yeah. Also... I mean, it's... Uh, this, this album starts with a bang. Big in a way banger. That none of the rest of them, like, did. You go from so glorious... That's Life 2, which is just brutal. Ric Flair is incredible. I have a lot of, have a lot of sample. Flair. In fact, all of the, the, the horns and yeah. the, the way they added organ to, like, beef them up. And uh, all of the, like, the vocal, yes. like, over the verses. I It's just, I that's one of my favorite songs that came out of... This listening session, absolutely. Ric Flair. Ric yeah. Flair. Ric Flair is Rick the Flair. best song on this album. It's I'll insane. fight. I'll fucking <laughs> yeah. fight. And it was and a commercially, single. It was the the biggest song he had to date, like commercially. I yeah. think it broke top fifty. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and, on hip-hop. Yeah, and then also, but then also, I mean, I understand why you would lead this single with a single that's a little bit more club ready, like Ready, Set, Go featuring yeah. T.I. Yeah, and T.I. was I also, huge. Legitimately, with the verses they give and the beat, like, that that style of song was so huge at the time. Like, it almost Ooh, reminds me of, like, Six right, Foot, Seven right, Foot. Yeah. Yes. You know, like, it's it was very much... I'm surprised that that didn't hit bigger. Me too. Because I do think... I know why. It's not my favorite song on there, but I think Ready, Set, Go is a really solid... You oh why Ready Set Go didn't hit big? Yeah, I yeah I think that I think that Ready Set Go didn't hit big because it didn't have a remix, <laughs> and it was 2011. Oh, you know how everything like it was like is the remix. <laughs> That's all the shit that actually was commercially successful. That's so when funny. they decided to do a remix and made it danceable mm-hmm. and put more people on it. I mean, it's still danceable yeah. to me, but oh, like, I mean, sure. I know aesthetically I mean. it's a decade old at this point but, like, too. Yeah. Exactly. And then Burn, honestly, it's like, I like it. Again, when we have a killer mic in kind of, you know, fuck it all mode, yeah. I'm a big fan of that. The thing about Pledge is that such a, easily the best of the Pledge series without question. The yeah. only, my only real, truly major problem with this is it has maybe his worst song ever on it, which is Animal. I was about to say, those... I hate Animal because I don't really like Gucci. Nobody I, hate me. I don't like Gucci. I'm sorry. I don't like Gucci. Well, also, I mean, it's not <laughs> even about Gucci. The elephant. It's comical. With how hard I'm rolling. He's re- he really leans into his, like, move with the elegance of an African elephant yeah, persona. He, yeah, he just yeah. put it all into a literal song with, like, yeah. tiger noises and shit. Right. I do... And uh, elephant noises. I will say, 
Oh, speaking of things that make me roll my eyes, follow your dreams. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I, I get, get it. it. It's, it's a. I get it. I get I why you did it. it. It's okay. I know that it's. I like things that aren't good. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like good things and bad things. Yeah. Yeah. But then you end, or not quite end. Yeah, end pretty much with swimming. Freaking. Um, oh, it did have a remix. Yeah. I'm done. Oh God, what's it called? Who's Flying Lotus? Yeah. Produced that one, and it's just uh, stunning. Which one? Swimming. swimming. Oh, With I didn't Rocky. know that Flying Lotus did Yeah. It's when he started branching out a little bit in terms of his production crew outside of just what was traditional versus Grind 1. And I'm, and I'm a fan of that. And the thing is that, like, Gone the Building 2, I'm not sure if it's, like, as good as the original Gone oh, the Building. I think it's better. I really like it, though. I really, really like it. I like them both. Yeah. I saw, I forget what it was. Oh, it might have been that radio interview you sent us. But L said that... God in the Building 2 is the song that got him, like, obsessed and ready to work with Killer Mike. Really? I think that's awesome. Yeah. I, and I see song. why. Because I feel like, especially on this album, you see a lot more of his heart there. In terms, yeah. I feel like you get to see who Mike really and is. His, like, his principles. Yes. Yeah. Because, like, they hinted at throughout Pledge Pledge 2 and a little bit on Pledge 1. Yeah. But here, he's not just, like, doing a monologue to you, the audience, in the form of an outro or an he's intro or whatever. Vulnerable. Right, and he's just been putting that into his lyrics yeah. outright. And I feel like artistically, it just hits, it's more impactful that way, too. Yeah. Instead of just saying, grind time, rap gang, bang, 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 and to finish any <laughs> sentence, he's actually just putting putting his words to there. But then, the thing about this is that he follows it up the next fucking year with R.A.P. music. Oh! And I feel, again, and the, the whole story is that uh, he was meeting with Adult Swim's Jason DeMarco, mm-hmm. uh, who was helping out LP at the time, because after Definitive Jux, his record label, which I love dearly, we'll talk about it later, folded, uh, they decided, like, well, let's get you guys together, because I think you wanted to make your own America's Most Wanted by Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. So what if you yeah. all did that? No commercial expectations, just you two get in the studio together and see what you can do. And uh, all I can say is, pow, motherfucker, pow, pow motherfucker. motherfucker. And, like, it, uh, R.A.P. music, it's, I, in many ways, it's the progenitor of uh, Run the Jewels, but it also is just its own thing. It super is. Mm-hmm. I I fell in love with it from the pow, motherfucker, pow, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like the, well, I love Ghetto Boys, mm-hmm. and, like, the, it's like a mirror of still, where mm-hmm. it's like, die, motherfucker, die. <laughs> like, I was like less than 30 seconds into the song Mike screaming pow motherfucker pow and I'm like I'm on board right. pow motherfucker pow but also when you because I mean LP as he says uh, and we'll so mention this a couple times uh, I, I was such a definitive Jux fan I had the tour DVD and he talked about on it he had a bet oh, wow. of like if there was $200 for him to make a beat that was happy and so far he's <laughs> never had to pay out that bet because he's never done so but I, I know the story I think I think I also disagree I think the beat for go is a happy beat. Okay, go is a happy beat, right? Yeah. What did you say I agree. That's pretty upbeat. Maybe he, maybe he paid it back. This was from like 2002 when that bet okay. was made. Okay, yeah. But I will say that it's the thing. Like he, I feel like because his beats are usually just so dark and claustrophobic and Very. impactful. Very. Um, I feel like that really played well into this evolved uh, Killer Mike that we're getting mm. to the point where this is a great album. But let me tell you, as soon as Reagan goes into Don't Die, goes yep. into Ghetto Gospel. 
when you run into that trilogy of brutal fucking sons, because the thing is, on Reagan, he is going for the fucking throat. Throat. He's just, he he doesn't, he doesn't give a shit about if he have a deep love for Obama or anything else. No. He wants to talk about the story of what it's like for black boys growing up to go through systemic racism. And that's a thing we'll carry on and talk about more in RTJ too, but here he's just fucking open about it and he just doesn't give a shit and he talks about one of the many times he says a line that he says will later get him assassinated Mm -hmm. so there's that and then you go right into a story's horrifying as don't die is also like just one after the other it's just like okay now that we've had some more like boom bap upbeatish tracks impactful tracks now we're just gonna rip your heart out now for the rest of this album yeah Yeah. and we're i mean we're four rtj albums in and i still think don't die is one of the best tracks i've ever done together Mm mm-hmm like you have Dick Gregory as the yeah. intro for like a full, the first like full minute of Don't Die is yeah. that part of Dick Gregory's set. And and I think that LP switches up the fucking beat in that 14 fucking times mm-hmm. in that song. And Mike just spars with it. Like well, it's never not perfect. I fucking love that song. Yeah. I think there's that, but then, like, you end with R.A.P. music, which oh, is also fucking, so you know, powerful, and it, and it really get a call to arms, which I feel like most of this album mm-hmm. genuinely is. And when L actually comes out on Butane, uh, like, I'm like, okay, I feel it. I you can see that very clearly their styles are matching in a way yeah. that I don't think even they knew was going to match up so well. But overall, like, I, I think... The weakest song for me might be Southern Fried, but like... Oh, I totally disagree. What did you say? I love Southern Fried. I also think, we haven't really mentioned it yet, Untitled is one of like the best... It's really The best good. songs they've ever made together. Yes. Truly. It's it is one there. of the best as well. I... What do I think is the weakest song in here? Probably Anywhere But Here. Okay. Yeah. Just... Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. It just doesn't do much for me. But I like this is this is a no skip record for me. Oh yeah, it's none a, of them are skippers. And I think it's the it's the only album that we're talking about in this episode that is like that. I think that so is too. A no skip. Yeah. Are there any other tracks you wanted to mention, Sam? No, I just wanted to talk about "Don't Die" for two full minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that song. Yeah. <laughs> Reagan is also like wow. I mean, it, I feel like. Jojo's chillin'. I love a story song. Yeah. I love story songs. He's so good. I he's love so good Jojo's chillin'. Yeah. I definitely think, n- not to move on from Reagan too quickly. No, that's okay. I think truly because as white people, eh. we aren't taught a lot of the truth growing up mm-hmm. about what it's really like in this country. Mm-hmm. And I think songs like Reagan are so important of just for anybody listening to it to like get an inside perspective on like what is actually happening. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the strength and part of the popularity of Killer Mike specifically is because he's so good at breaking down and like, look it up. It's facts. Yeah. Like he's so good at breaking down these historical and these social injustices and making them digestible mm-hmm. for the average person. He's to, an like, incredibly smart human yeah. being. Yeah. Yeah. Like an incredibly smart human being. Right. And also just honestly hearing the same mic from honestly grind one to here. Yeah. It's, it's almost like two different people because like the ideologies are there but in grind one it's just messy. It's just not focused. And you get a lot more of that on Pledge 3 but especially on R.E.P. music because yeah. it really feels like this might be the last time I ever make. This might feel like let me just go all out 
out. It feels like something is truly unleashed. He's not beholden to any commercial expectations. So he really just is ready to go out. Yeah, it feels like he just makes his own lane. Yeah. Like, he's still Mike. And he some of his other albums, it's like, there's clear the songs where he's, like, staying in the lane of the time. He's still being Mike. He's still yeah. being brilliant. He's still fucking smart as hell and talented mm-hmm. as hell. But on R.I.P. music, he just made his own fucking highway. Yeah. Like, him and LP was just like, we're just going to do what we want. Exactly. So, R.I.P. music number two. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? So in that case, y'all, <laughs> I think uh, I think uh, that's a wrap. Our, our infamous rap. Uh, that's a wrap segment brought to you by Grind Time Rap Gang. Bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang. Number five. I pledge allegiance to the grind. Our number two, our four album is I pledge allegiance to the grind. Two. Number three, monster. Number two, pledge. And number one, you know, it's just R.I.P. music. That's what it is. It's so fucking good. So that is there was really no question. I mean, that, that had to be number one. The thing is, and for Killer Mike fans too, I always feel like R.E.P. music was like that unfulfilled promise of like, we know you're a great MC, we know you can do this, and to finally have a vehicle of like just pure, unvarnished, non-commercial, just like this is who he is, Mike. Yes. Fuck yeah. Fuck it's, yeah. Is what we needed. So I think that is great. That is fantastic. Sam, thank you so much for being on the first part of our epic RTJ trilogy to round up the season. My pleasure. Yeah, Taryn, as always. This was so great. Yeah. We're gonna be going for we're gonna be talking for such a long time and I'm ready. I'm ready. ready. Let's All right. In that Get case, y'all, uh, please let us know what you think, obviously. Go ahead and leave a comment on our Facebook page, send us an email to the gmail.com or leave your uh, ranking in the form of a review. That always helps out, get visibility to the show. But most importantly, little part one of three and a happy hour mini I we're crazy people. In the meantime, keep on listening, because you know there will be. Have a good one. Have a bye-bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>